So this is a sikha in Chelek Zayin, Parshas Pichu Kaysay. So it's not this week's Parshas, this week's Parshas is actually Bahar. And this is Parshas Pichu Kaysay. So the Rebbe brings a Pasuk, uh, Which one? Aleph, Aleph. The Rebbe brings a Pasuk in the Brochus of Parshas Pichu Kaysay. It says, Vishpat, it's page 188. The Ebershah says that when the Eden behave nicely, so then when we follow the ways of Hashem, Hashem will give us all the brachas. And one of the brachas is, Hashem will destroy all wild animals from the land. So the bring the Teres Kayanim, the Medrash, on Vayikra, it's called the Teres Kayanim, he brings a plukta between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, a machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. What does it mean Hashem will destroy wild animals? When, uh, which is really referring to when Mashiach comes, because that's really when we're going to get the reward for all the mitzvahs. The ultimate reward is going to be when Mashiach comes. So then the Vishpati Chayir Ominoritz will be fulfilled fully. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says Hashem will take them away from the world. There'll be no more wild animals. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Mashpitzon Shulei Yizayku. Rabbi Shimon says, Mashpitzon Shulei Yizayku. Rabbi Shimon says that Hashem will, will destroy them. Vishpati means that they won't damage anymore. The lions, the bears, they'll still remain. They just won't hurt anyone. The Noch brings the Tereskenim, Marai Yitzudas, Rabbi Shimon, and the Tereskenim brings Rabbi Shimon's proof to Rabbi Shimon. We say this is a song for Shabbos. Shabbos is referring to, represents the times of Mashiach, and that's when Hashem will destroy the Mazikim in Oilom. Hashem will cause that they shouldn't be Mazik anymore. They shouldn't damage. That's one proof for Rab Shimon. What's the proof? What's the proof? That's going to the Rebbe asked that. What's the proof? They use the same terminology, Shabbos. So you could learn Hashem will destroy the wild animals that they won't. Right? But it could, you could learn that it means they won't damage or it means that they, he'll actually destroy them. First, that it's destroyed from the world. Second, that's what the Medish wants to get to. The Medish wants to get to. Right. But it really wants to get to is Shimon. The second proof is a very obvious proof. Vigor Zevim Kevis is a very interesting part in Yeshaya. It's Yeshaya, Perek Yud Aleph. Over there it says that Viyotzo Chaitim Yigeza Yishai. Over there it says how Mashiach will, Hashem will send Mashiach and all the great Milos of Mashiach. And then it says Vigor Zevim Kevis over here. In the times of Mashiach, the wolf will be able to live together with the lamb. There'll be different animals together and a young lad will be able to lead them. A child will play on the hole of a, of a snake, a poisonous snake. And it's very interesting, it continues, A child will play also by the hole of a, another very poisonous snake. And it's interesting in the Mephorshim, how to teach it, Literally, a lot of Mepharshim Taichis is a hole that the snakes live in, and the child will put his hand in the hole, and, and nothing will happen to him. Because when Mashiach will come, 
there will be snakes, there will be wild animals, but they just won't damage, they won't hurt. The Medrash in Teres Kehanim teaches, much more. He's not only going to put his hand in the hole. Over here, it's referring to Mu'ura Sifaini, is referring to the eyeball of the snake. And it's very interesting that Adak explains that when a child looks in the dark, where the snake is usually living in that hole, it's dark there. So all the child is able to see is the eyeball of the snake, because that's shiny. That looks like glass, it looks like something shiny. So he wants to get it. So he puts his hand to take that. Could you imagine how, what it feels, the snake feels when someone's grabbing his eyes? Doesn't feel too comfortable. And uh, nevertheless, nothing's going to happen. To that extent, is going to be when Mashiach comes, all the wild animals will just be living in peace. So this is a medrash that brings the Machlokes, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Are the wild animals actually going to be destroyed? Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Shimon says, no, they're not going to be destroyed. They're just not going to be wild anymore. They're, they're not going to damage anymore. But they're still going to be animals. They're still going to exist. It's interesting, the Medrash over there continues. Rabbi Shimon actually brings, this is a rai from a Pasuk, that he brings from Yeshaya, clear Pasuk, that there'll be a wolf. There'll be, all the, there'll be lions, there'll be snakes. All of them will still exist, they just won't hurt. In the Medrash, Rabbi Shimon continues, Rabbi Shimon says, what's a greater praise for Hashem? That there's no wild animals? Or that there are animals which naturally damage and they're not damaging. He says, what's a greater thing? He says, surely the greater praise is that they're still here and they're not damaging. That's a greater praise. The Rebbe in the Sikha brings the Rogachover. The Rogachover going makes Alishitose. He says, how Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon here in Teres Kenem are arguing something that's going to happen when Mashiach comes, really are, are going with their same shita that they argue in Halacha. Because here we use the Pasuk Vishpati, which the shayr of the word is Shin Veis Tov, Shabbos, which means to rest, to, to stop, to rest, to stop. And the question is, we're, we're stopping the wild animals, we're getting rid of them, in what manner? Are we getting rid of the, the animal itself or just the behavior of the animal? We find by Chometz a very similar thing. By Chometz it says also, Tashpisu Sermi Batechem, you should get rid of the chametz from your house. It says tashpisu. So over there, when we get rid of chametz, is a machloek between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim, which include Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda says you burn the chametz, and the Chachamim, including Rabbi Shimon, this Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon by Yochai. The Chachamim say this is not this is not a thing. The Chachamim say that all you have to do is break it up in small little pieces, or and zayir or you put it into into the yam. <coughs> so the Rogeshav explains it's the same question. The question is when the Torah says the word Shabbos, Shvisa, destroy something, does the Torah mean destroy the being itself? Or does the Torah just mean to destroy its characteristics? Its He calls it Tzura or Etzem, the essence of it, or just its form, its more external um, characteristics. So over here, when the Torah says, Vishpati Chayro, I'm going to get rid of these animals. Rabbi Yudha says it's the thing itself. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's just the characteristics. So too by Chomets, when the Torah says, get rid of the Chomets, Rabbi Yudha says, you've got to get rid of the thing itself. How do you do that? By burning it. Because it says, even though when you burn something, the ashes remain, the ashes are considered like a new identity. It's not considered as a continuation of it. And therefore, Rabbi Yudha says, you burn it, that's the way you get rid of the thing itself. Rabbi Shimon says, no. 
what's food meant for? Food is meant to eat, to benefit from it. As long as you make it in a way that we can't benefit from it anymore, you took away the, its, its meaning, that's, a, that's already enough, that's already considered enough that you destroyed it. That's the Rogachover. The Rebbe goes on to explain how the Machlik is called Lushitose by Shabbos, the Halachas are, the Malachas, Malachas, Machshevis. When you do a Malach, you have to have a certain amount of intent. And there's a Machlik between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, how much intent do you have to have when you do a Malach? If you do a Malach, She'ein Sikhal you're doing a Malach, but I don't need the Malach itself. I'm doing this only for a side reason. My motivation is not for this itself. You're putting out a candle, nothing to do with the candle itself because you want someone to be able to sleep therefore you're putting out the candle so over there is a machloik between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yehuda says you're chayiv and Rabbi Shimon says you're potter so the Rebbe explains it's a very similar machloik because Rabbi Yehuda says the Torah says Shabbos you have to rest you have to rest from the, not only from the uh, full malacha with its whole you know whole, all its characteristics but the, the essence of the malacha also as long as you're doing it even though you don't have the full intention, it's already considered a malacha. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's enough that you just take off the, the tzura, the, the characteristics, as long as you don't have that full intention, that's already, the malacha already lost its uh, full identity, that's already considered Shabbos, resting. This is all the lomdis of the sicha. And it, it goes, it, the Rebbe goes into a great deal of lomdis, and the Rebbe goes into the, the, the starke kasha of the sicha is, how would Rabbi Yehuda answer Rabbi Shimon's question? It's a mafurish apostle in Yeshaya that there will be wild animals when Mashiach comes. And the Rebbe goes on to explain the famous... Uh, the Rebbe over here goes on to explain that there's actually going to be two stages. And it's very interesting. The Rebbe depends the machlekes of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon and another machlekes in the Gemara between Rakhtin and Abaya. The Gemara says the world is 6,000 years. The first thousand, the second thousand. We know how... Each thousand corresponds to something else. In general, it's, it's uh, two thousands and two thousands and two thousands, but in detail, each thousand corresponds to something else. After the six thousand years, the, the Gemara says, Chad Charuv, then there'll be one thousand, which is the seven thousand, which is Charuv. Charuv literally means the world will be destroyed. <coughs> but the Chassidus explains it doesn't mean literally destroyed, it means it'll be like an entire new world. The world will be on a whole new level. In the Gemara, there's a machlekes. Is it 1,000 that will be charuv, or is it 2,000 that will be charuv? So the Rebbe explains in this sikha, what's the difference between 1,000 and 2,000? Every 1,000 corresponds to another change in the world. So the, the question boils down is, when we come to the Elif Hashvi, is it only going to be one change, or is it going to be two changes? The Rebbe says, what is that, what, what that machlekes? That machlekes really is between Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda. Rav Shimon says there will be one change. That change is that anything negative will be transformed to positive. Rabbi Yehuda also agrees to that, because there's a Befeir Shaposuk, that that's what's going to happen. But Rabbi Yehuda says that's going to be the first thousand. The second thousand is going to be when it's actually not only transformed, but we get rid of it totally. So this Sikha that Rabbi explains, a Chiddush that Rabbi Yehuda agrees to Rabbi Shimon, but he says that's the first thousand, the second thousand is going to be when it actually gets destroyed. And therefore the Raya of Rabbi Shimon is not really a Raya, because Rabbi Yehuda says that's in the first stage, but later on, is when it's actually going to be fully destroyed. But the, the Rebbe brings down in the Sikha, it's, it's on page 196, going to the more the Avoida aspect of the Sikha, towards the end of the Sikha. The Rebbe says, this concept, the Rebbe says, between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, we paskin like Rabbi Shimon, the Rebbe says. Because we paskin the Schad Charuf, 1,000. Which means there's only going to be one stage of 
of that they're going to remain, but we're just going to change the nature. Which this means in our Avedis Hashem, what is really greater, it's the Avedis, not to get rid of, to get rid, rid of, 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 of certain things in the world, but it's to transform them. And the Rebbe brings down a very similar concept that we find to Pesach. We said before, Pesach, the Torah says, Tashpi, so you have to get rid of the Chomets. So it's on page 196, on the top of the page, the Rebbe says, we'll understand it, Api, what's known, B'negea to Chomets, that by Pesach we say Chomets is Osir. Comes Shvuas, we're soon coming to Shvuas. Not only is Chomets, we're allowed to eat Chomets a whole year, but by Shvuas we know there's a special carbon that's brought, it's called the Shtei HaLechem, two breads that were made out of chametz. And even though we know you can't bring chametz on the Mizbeach, so they didn't actually burn the chametz on the Mizbeach, but it was considered a carbon that the Koyanim all divided it and ate it. But it was a carbon made out of chametz. So the question is, is chametz something positive? Is chametz something negative? Comes Pesach, you got to get rid of even the tiniest part of chametz. Comes Shavuos, and we have to have chametz. And we bring it in the Beis Hamikdash as a carbon, and the Koyanim eat it, that's the mitzvah is chametz. So is chametz positive or negative? So it's explained, the Rebbe explains that it's known the explanation that chametz shows on the concept of gaiva, hisnasus, of gaiva. And we know from gaiva comes at all, all aspects of negativity. And therefore by Pesach, when a yid is just leaving Mitzrayim, we have to actually run away from the chametz and we can't have any chametz at all. But however, after the avoid of Svira Soimer, when a Yid was already mevarer his seven midas of the Nefesh Abamis, so then not only is Chometz not a contradiction to Avedis Hashem, but on the contrary, we're able to make out of this Chometz a mitzvah. So this is the concept that we could take the negativity, the goal is not to get rid of it, which is Rabbi Yehuda says, the goal is to get rid of the wild animals. No more lions, no more tigers. The Rabbi Shimon says, no, the goal is that they should remain, but they should be tamed. That we find by Chometz. That the ultimate goal of the Chometz is not that we get rid of the Chometz. That's the first, in the beginning, we have no choice. We have to get rid of it because we don't know how to deal with it. We're not capable yet of transforming it. But once we become capable through Svira Soimer, so then we're able to actually get rid of it. So what does this mean that ever brings down in the footnote 34? Look in the Kodesichas Chilak Aleph. It's very interesting over there. Over there, Rebbe speaks about it on page 129 and then page 266. The Rebbe speaks about what does this mean that chametz is something so negative, we have to get rid of it, it's gaiva. What, 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 what is the concept? The Rebbe explains that uh, the ches is something that's closed off on three sides, it's opened up only to the bottom. Because really, chametz and matzah are the same letters, they both have mem, they both have tzaddik. The whole difference is between the ches and the hay. By matzah, it's a hay, and by the chametz, it's a ches. Ches means it's closed off from all three sides. It's just open up to the bottom. That means there's only one direction left for this person mm. is uh, down there. Mata represents that even though he's facing down there, but there's a little hole on the top which he can actually get out. He has a way of tshuva. The other difference between chametz and matzah is chametz is full of hot air. They have the same ingredients. And matzah has no hot air. And the Rebbe explains, Amir de Kizach, Chelek Aleph, it's blown up. Chametz is blown up. It's the same ingredient. Yeah. It's just by when you put in yeast or you let it rise, it's just rising. What's rising? Rising is just hot air. And matzah doesn't have that hot air. So what does that hot air represent that we say it's so negative? Chametz is so negative 
that it's the source for all evil, and not only is the source for all evil, there's no way of tshuva, and the only way of tshuva is matzah. But that explains a very interesting uh, concept. The Rebbe says that when a person, the Rebbe says, is when a person has this bitter, they call it in English, you could say this honesty. He's honest with himself. He doesn't have that hot ear covering it over. So then he's not trying to be right. Therefore, he, fa- he makes a proper calculation and he actually sees what is negative in his actions. He sees what he's doing wrong. And when he sees he's doing wrong, he does true. Because he sees the truth. However, if someone has that hot ear, he has all that, he can't see the truth. He has to cover it over and say he's right. So he's always going to find reasons to find that everything that he did is right. He's first of all going to try to say that it's right. And... uh, and if he can't find that it's right, he'll find an excuse that it's not his fault. It wasn't my fault, it's because of this, because of that. In the end of the day, that's why the ches is covered from all sides. There's no way of tshuva. Because if a person does, if we don't realize that we did something wrong, or even if we did something wrong, we always have excuses why we could stay with it, so we're never going to get out of it. So the only way to get out of it is if the matzah. The matzah means we have to take out that hot ear. It's the same ingredient. Just take out that hot ear. We don't have to always be right and then we're able to see the thing the way it is and then there's a way out of tshuva because we're able to see that we did something wrong and we're able to see that it's there's no excuses and we have to we have to change that the Rebbe explains over here is the difference between chometz and matzah the Rebbe brings down a very similar thing another thing is when it comes to doing something and you have to bend yourself a little bit so also if someone has chometz he'll find excuses why not to bend themselves like it says, the Rebbe says, in Tanya, all the things you're supposed to say for someone else, like someone else, if you see him doing an Aveda, so you're supposed to say, well, well he, I'm not supposed to look negative at him because mm-hmm. he could be having a greater Yitzhara than I have. He could be in the market a whole day. All the, the limuts he's supposed to have on someone else, he's going to be busy doing it on himself. So he'll always find excuses for himself why in his situation he doesn't have to bend, why his situation is okay. That's a sikhah that Rebbe explains the difference between chometz and matzah. And then the Rebbe continues to say that that's why by Pesach we have to get rid of the chometz. If we want to change, we have to get rid of the chometz. If we're full of this, uh, absorbed with ourselves that we're, we have to be right, we're not going to be able to change. So what happens by shvuas <coughs> that we're able to transform this chometz into, into a mitzvah? What does this mean? So it means we're actually able to elevate our nefesh abamas and even elevate the things which are seemingly negative of the nefesh abamas, like this concept of gaiva, we have the capability eventually, in the beginning we can't, but once we do tshuva and we get out of the, the negative, so then, and we work on ourselves, by shvus we have the capability, and it's a mitzvah actually, to transform it. And that that ever brings back in Tzchelek Zayin, the Pasuk, Vayigba Libay Bedarki Hashem. I'm sure a lot of people heard of it. Vayigba Libay Bedarki Hashem. What is the Pasuk referring to? It, it literally means, his heart was high in the ways of Hashem. That means there's a concept of having a high heart, Gaiva, in the ways of Hashem. So this is a Pasuk very interesting about Yehoshaphat. His father was a king, and his father didn't do too well. 
in, in the spiritual sense. And Yeshofet came and he was a king for the Yidin and he went and he got rid of all the idols and he went and he got to, he went to, to do positive for the Yidin. And it says Hashem helped him and the people respected him. And then it says Hashem gave him a lot of richness. He lifted his heart in the ways of Hashem. So the simple translation is Rashi teaches that he lifted his heart to a higher level. Where did he lift his heart to? To the ways of Hashem. He elevated himself. Where did he elevate himself? To go in the ways of Hashem. And not only himself, but he got everyone else to go in the ways of Hashem. However, the Rebbe brings in order 37. This is a Pasuk in Divrayom. The Rebbe continues. We read it inside. Order 37. It's on the right side, on the bottom. Shar Hanavu Perekvov. The Reish is Chachma. Huh? I'm sorry. Shar Hanava. The Reish is Chachma. The Shar of being a Onov. He goes to explain how he's supposed to be a Onov. Beautiful explanations. And no matter how high a Yid is, he's always supposed to realize that all is the strength of Hashem. He says, Arinach. He brings down interesting things. The Avishri gave the Koyanim, even Arin, the Avoida of taking away the leftover ashes. It's all to implement in Arin the concept of Anivas. That's, what, uh, that's why Hashem gave Aaron also some lower jobs because he should have this concept of Anivis. But he writes over there, in Sharan itself, he writes, A person has to, has to know that he's precious. And very high soul. When it comes to spiritual concepts. And he explains that if a person is going to hold of himself very small, such an honor, so how many mitzvahs do you do today? Very little. But you know what? For me, it was good. Such a small person did a few mitzvahs. Very good. So when it comes to spiritual things, if a person is a hold of himself very small, he's not going to get too far. So he says, when it comes to spiritual things, we have to know we're very great. And we have a lot of capabilities. And Hashem has big demands from us. So he says a person is supposed to demand from himself. Me? How did I not do this? What did I do today? And demand so and push yourself to do much more. And this comes, the Rebbe quotes the Lashem, from being Yikaruach. And he brings this Posuk, like it says, Vayig That means he learns the Posuk literally. Vayig He felt very big, pertaining to Dark Hashem. When it comes to serving Hashem, there he tells himself, I'm very big. When it comes to Gashmias, do I have to have, this guy got a new car, so maybe I also have to have a new car. There he says, well, who am I? Who says I deserve that the fanciest car? I'm happy with what I have. But when it comes to Darke Hashem, when it comes to serving the Abish there, there he says, What do you mean? I'm a chosid. How you talking? So this is the avoid already of taking this negative trait of hot ear and utilizing it, taking the Nefesh Abamis. It's not just the Nefesh Abamis, but it says Gaiva is the source of all the Ra of the Nefesh Abamis. That's why with Pesach we have to get rid of it totally. But then, once we get out of our, our Ra, we're able to take this and utilize it for Kedusha. And that, grow through it. And then the Rebbe continues and says, Look in Lukut Teira Bamidbar. Over there in Lukut Teira Bamidbar is a mimer of the Altareb, a very short mimer about Har Sinai. Where the Altareb brings that Har Sinai was the lowest mountain. And why was it the lowest mountain? He brings down. Because for a year to be Zoycha, to get to Kedusha, to receive the Teira, we have to be humble. That's where the Teira was given on Har Sinai. Because like the Rebbe said in the Sikha, if a person is full of gaiva, he's never able to get close to Hashem. And then the Alter Rebbe continues and asks, so why is it a mountain? Famous question. 
if, if being low is the greatest thing. So why is it Har Sinai, a low mountain? It should be a valley. <laughs> and there the Altareb is the one that says, because in order for a to go in Kedusha, you have to have the mountain also. Because if a person is going to feel Taka so low, so he's going to say, who am I? What is my Avleida worth? So together with the Anivis, to be honest with ourselves and be able to say, I don't have to be right. I could, it could be, I could be making mistakes. I could get, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. And realizing that we did wrong things, being, that, that comes from Anivis, that comes from being humble. Otherwise, we'll never correct ourselves. But together with that, we also have to have the Gaive, as the Altarebbe says, the concept of Har, which will give us the push. Like in Reish's Chachm, it says the push to do more. The Altarebbe says the push to do anything. Otherwise, Yid is not going to have the push to do. And the Altarebbe says that's the concept of Yosu Anovim Bavaya Simcha. The Zin of Anivis and the concept of Simcha. Anivis comes from the concept of Bittu, and the Simcha comes from this concept of Ayig Balibay. The person knows, I could do it, I have the koiches. That all gives you the push and drive to do it. What do you mean you have the koiches? Of course I have the koiches. That's the simcha, that's the concept of chomets. So this is what the Rebbe finishes off in this sicha. We're learning Yonagul Mashiach. That's what this year is all about. The Rebbe finishes off what's understood from all of this in our Avedis Hashem. All the revelations that are going to be when Mashiach comes, Al Rebbe and Tanya says, is through our Aveda now. So we are, that's why our Avoida has to be similar to whatever is going to be when Mashiach comes. Being that we said, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? The ultimate, we pass on the Krab Shimon, that's Rab Shimon Bayochai, that the ultimate is not just to get rid of the negativity. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says, the ultimate is to get rid of the wild animals. The ultimate is to take these wild animals and, and, let, and transform them to, to be tamed animals, to Kedusha. So too the Rebbe says, I'm going to read it inside, on uh, page 197, three lines from the top. As the Ikiru Shlemes Aveda Dafzain. So the Rebbe Taishis, what does it mean in our Aveda Sashem that we have to do to prepare for Mashiach? That the Ikir and the completion of our Aveda is not in Antleifunun Opsundrizich from Welt. Not by running away or separating ourselves from the world, Oilom Loshin Helen, which means concealment on Hashem, nor rather the opposite, to transform the world. And then the Rebbe puts in brackets, yes, we need a little preparation. But after the preparation, the goal is to make the world itself. A world that's filled with klipa, for a dwelling place for Hashem. And by us transforming the world, through that will be to the fulfillment of the promise that the world will remain and will be transformed to, to positivity. So the Rebbe says, because that's what we have by Pesach also that we have the Chomets true in the beginning we can't transform the Chomets but after a little bit of preparation of, of seven days getting rid of the Chomets and then Svira Soeim 49 days we're actually able to take the source of the whole Nefesh Abamis, which is the concept of Gaiva and utilize that for Kedusha you always see in the letters of the Rebbe people had different Yechidism with the Rebbe and people would tell the Rebbe I'm a Bal Gaiva I have the problem of Gaiva what should I do the Rebbe never would tell people, get rid of your gaiva. I, I don't know, I can't, I can't say never. But what I saw, the Rebbe didn't say, get rid of the gaiva. Because that's not the goal. The Rebbe would always say, so take that gaiva and, and utilize it for Kedusha. Or people, even the Meshagasim that we have. Everyone has Baruch Hashem Meshagasim. The Rebbe would always say, take those Meshagasim. The goal is to utilize it. If Hashem gave it to us, it's to utilize it for Kedusha.